Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Well, do it live! F*** it! <laughs> do it live! Do it live! I can, I'll write it and I we'll do, do it live! Listen, Bill O'Reilly, <laughs> I don't know where you are anymore. I don't know what's Where's happened Bill? to you. Wait, where is Bill? But that's some great advice. Justin? He's actually going to be doing a speaking tour with the 45th president. No. Stop. Really? Yes. Bill. Where did we see this story? I missed that. Uh, I'll pull it for you for the next Bill segment. O'Reilly and Donald Trump on tour? Yes. God. It's a speaking tour. <sighs> That's Bill. not every- More like a mumbling and ranting like, yeah. yeah. tour. Honestly, about? I feel like I would go. I feel like it might. I, <laughs> I might go. You know what? I would go if I had a private box. I wouldn't want to be with the riffraff. Yeah. A private box. No, I'm saying like 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 if it's like in an auto, like an arena or something like that, I'd like a private box. You make it sound like it's an opera house, and you're gonna have the, those those binoculars no! with but you stick know, attached. You, you could get a private box to go to a concert. That's true. Go to a Staples Center or some whatever. I'd like to be amongst the people. No way. <laughs> I would. Me. I think I would. Die. I think I would love it. What if I went as Melania? Good morning, welcome to the, the welcome to the morning oh beat. By God. the way, also good morning to the morning beat. I hate you, Justin. Michaela dyed her hair last night. <laughs> okay, first of all, Lisa said to me a few things. Okay, your lesbian my partner, lover, my yeah. les, my les love. She said, Michaela, I see that you've been spending a lot. I said, you're not going to dictate my money. She said, I never would. <laughs> I'm going to dictate my you. money. But I feel like you should pull back a little bit and things that you can do yourself, maybe you should try doing. Okay, so so translation, payday is not till tomorrow and she just couldn't wait. So she really wanted to get her hair dyed yesterday. <laughs> so I said, <laughs> I called my makeup artist and I said, how do I do it? He said, it's easy, babe. Go get soft black hair dye. You've done it before. Your mom's a hairstylist. It's not the biggest deal. Do your hair. I said, excellent. So then Lisa was like, <laughs> let me help you. And I was like, don't touch me, Lisa. I'm an independent woman. Clearly. I proceeded to get the black hair dye everywhere. Then I decided everywhere. I needed to do my extensions as well. So I put black hair dye on my extensions. Oh, yeah, yeah. Lisa came in and it was as if a mother was seeing her toddler for the first time with crayons. Right? <laughs> but then I washed off, washed my body. I got out. I was like, I've got this. I have more hair dye on my body that is soaked into my skin than I do in my hair. And then so. I walked into the studio this morning and I said, honey, what happened to you? Mm-hmm. It's all over the edges of her face. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just everywhere. You should see my shoulders. <laughs> wait, it's on your body body? It's on my, it's on my stomach. At one point, it wait, like wait, wait. 
Sorry, we're going to get to the show at some point, but this is very, this is a pressing matter. How did you get it on your stomach? Were you I naked when you know. did this? Yeah, I was naked because I didn't want to get it on my clothes. That's a girl thing. I tell you what, I lived with my little sister, who you know, years ago, and I remember the first couple of months we lived in Los Angeles, I come home one day, she's like, hey, I'm in the bathroom. We each had our own bedroom with our own bathrooms. Right. And I walk into the bathroom. She is sitting straddling the toilet backwards facing the full length mirror, topless, dyeing her hair. Yeah. Oh, Just a handful yes. of hair and dye. Right. No shirt on. Totally. My sister. A thousand percent. Really I didn't awkward. want to get the dye. Yeah. However, now Here I did are. a photo on my Instagram story of what I thought I looked like in comparison to what I do look like, and it turns out I yeah. look like Rudy Giuliani when he dyed his hair and then sweat. Honestly, I feel like even with my spray tan, I'm serving Rudy. Let's have uh. trial by combat. Well, here we are. You do kind of look like him, to be honest. We are Italian. I did. I. It's the first thing I thought of when I saw you this morning. I said Let's... your your head, is, your face is melting. So that's where we are. I just you guys. wanted to film. I was doing something fun today. I wanted to be ready for the filming, and now I look like an. I'll idiot. say this: Thursdays are always wild with you. Thursdays are what? Thursdays my tired day. It's your tired day. Mine's Tuesday. Yours is Thursday. Right. So we have really three great shows out of the week. <laughs> Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Knock it out of the park every time. Sometimes. Uh, we have a great show coming up for you today. Uh, I also do want to give you an update, though, and I want to thank one of our listeners for something that was really, like, just very touching to me. You know, yesterday I shared on the show that my partner and I posted a photo uh, talking about our engagement and that we'd chosen a date for our wedding and then got some weird, weird, really hateful backlash from Facebook, right? Yeah. Not from my personal page, but from my fan page, which is open to everybody. Uh, one of our listeners in Palm Springs, his name is uh, Mitchell Swirsky. Uh, if you're listening right now, Mitchell, thank you so much uh, for listening to us every day. He says, I heard you on the radio this morning in Palm Springs. Listen, every day and I was shocked to hear about all the hate. And he sent me a bunch of heart and rainbow emojis uh, just That's supporting. So, sweet. so I want to give a, I want to give Mitchell a, a shout out uh, and just thank everybody who's been sending, you know, well wishes and thoughts and things like that. It's not something new. This is something we go through every yeah. single day. You've experienced it. I've experienced it. We've all experienced it. Um, but I did want to call that out and say thank you so much, Mitchell. I'm in a much better headspace today. Amen. Um, I need to be because you know why? We've got Zara Larson on the show today. We've got Zara Larson. Not just Zara Larson. If you're sort of uh, a nerd like me, there's a man whose name you might know. He's kind of a legend in the uh, industry. LZ Granderson is on the program today as well. Uh, queer, black, and he's a father. He's got a new podcast out. A lot of really cool stuff going on in his life, and he's going to be joining us later to tell us all about it. So we have a great show planned for you. I've been talking a lot, though, so I feel like I should uh, shut up for a minute and let you do some news on the beat. Excellent. <laughs> Shut it down. All right. Well, there's a lot going on. Uh, President Biden is meeting today with UK Prime Minister Boris Johnson as part of his first foreign trip since taking office. Now, the two are expected to talk about lifting travel restrictions between the US and UK in place to stop the spread of COVID-19. They're also expected to agree to a new Atlantic Charter updating the historic declaration made by FDR and Winston Churchill outlining their shared goals for after World War II. Up next on Biden's agenda, defending democracy, restoring American alliances in Europe, and speaking his mind in next week's meeting with Russian President Putin. Vice President Kamala Harris's trip to Central America has been rockier, but we'll continue keeping you updated. On other news, Senate Republicans have stopped a bill to fight discrimination in the workplace from coming to a vote, increasing calls to end the filibuster so that the Republican minority can't block all progressive legislation. The Paycheck Fairness Act failed to get past the filibuster in a 49 to 50 vote. 
this past Tuesday after it passed the House this April. The bill would make it easier for employees who have been victims of pay discrimination to sue their employers, enhance penalties for pay discrimination, and increase protections against retaliation from employers. Um, research has shown that LGBTQ people face pay discrimination in the workplace with gay men in one study found to make between 10 and 32% less than straight men. Another study found that transgender women lose about one third of their income after transitioning, about twice as much as the estimated pay gap between men and women. The Biden administration has surprised LGBTQ advocacy groups by forcefully telling a federal court they will defend Christian schools' religious freedom to discriminate against LGBTQ students. The DOJ says it shares the same ultimate objective as the college and universities that have been accused of bias. All right, let's get into a little weather. Summer is here and it's queer and it's brought to you by McDonald's. It's going to be a high of 86 in Miami today, 63 in San Francisco, 66 in Seattle, 84 in Baltimore, 84 in Buffalo, 90 in St. Louis and 77 in Sacramento. Now at McDonald's, get a small summer treat like the new Minute Maid strawberry watermelon slushie or McCafe fraps and smoothies for just two bucks. Quench your thirst, McDonald's. Now give us a vibe of the day. I'll do that, but first I want to call out something. How cool is it? Think about this just for a moment. This is a big. I think it's a big deal. <clears throat> corporations like McDonald's, right? They're one of the most beloved corporations, one of the most beloved brands on the entire planet. In every way, uh, just here in the United States. But for you to open that little little teaser promotion saying summer's here and it's queer and it's brought to you by mcdonald's that's a big deal yeah oftentimes in our community we're always looking forward we're always looking forward we're always looking forward well let's take a moment from time to time throughout pride and throughout the year to just recognize how far we've come and how many major major you know corporations and very influential people now support our community that wasn't the case 10 years ago absolutely america's favorite place is now serving lgbtq vibes amen all right here's your vibe Life changes very quickly in a very positive way if you let it. Get out of your own way. Get out of your own way. All right, well, coming up, uh, Barack Obama is talking about attacks on trans youth and how he feels about it. Coming up next. I miss Barack Obama. Yeah. It's nice to have Joe Biden in the White House. I like him for a different reason, Uh, but he feels in some way love it or leave it, as an extension of the Obama era for me. You know, it's different than like if Hillary Clinton had taken over. Joe Biden was his buddy. He's his wingman. They wore aviators together and ate ice cream. I love that, right? Yes. Also, um, I, I, I just miss Obama's ability to compassionately connect with people completely unlike him. Yeah, that's what it is. It's a yeah. compassion. And I think as as a as a as a black man or as a mixed race man, I think that he probably has a little bit different empathy level for people who are different. Yeah. Because he's been that his entire life, right? Well, now he's talking about uh, attacks on the trans youth, uh, and he says, "quote It breaks my heart. This is not who we are." Um, and this was during a conversation he just had recently with the Advocate, uh, and I just think. I love the sentiment, but also, is it who we are? Yeah. Like, how often can we say this is not who we are, yet these things keep happening every year and we break records um, and our trans women of color are being murdered constantly and not talked about on the news or or mass shootings happen on a regular basis? There were seven this weekend. Seven, you know, and, and we always say this is not who we are. It's not who we are. Well, maybe we are. And maybe it's okay to admit that. 
But maybe we have to admit that to like move forward. Maybe. I think it's frustrating and probably for him as well because when he was president, we made so many strides mm. uh, towards, you know, <clears throat> our progressive beliefs. And uh, I think that when Trump came into office, he rolled back so much of what Obama did. And, you know, he says it best. He said, growing up is hard enough. Mm. And at some point we all struggle to find our place in the world. I can imagine how difficult it is for young people to know that some leaders, including people who are supposed to be representing you, don't think they deserve equal rights. That's so real. And it's so real. I mean, <clears throat> is it who we are? I think it's definitely... Uh, may- I mean, they voted Trump into office. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. there was enough people to vote Trump into office. Were we able to keep him out of office? Yes. He still broke records, though. He still got the second highest vote count in the history of America, Trump did, even though he lost to Joe Biden, thank God. But it is very much who we are, I think. And we talked about this yesterday. I touched on it this morning at the beginning of our show where where yesterday I got a little bit emotional, you know, about getting some hatred. You know, 100 positive messages and five hateful ones on a Facebook post with my, my partner and I talking about our engagement. And I had to actually apologize to him last night. As I had a glass of wine before bed, and I said, listen, I've been off all day long. He's like, what? What's going on? He's like, I can feel your energy. What's going on? And I was like, that Facebook post bugged me. He's like, why? I'm like, I don't know. I'm 40 years old. I've been through this game a gazillion times, as everybody in our community has. We get it. We have to have thick skin. It is what it is. But yesterday, for some reason, it hit me. Because I, I think we're planning our wedding, and we're so excited about that. And... To have these ignorant people throw like Bible passages at me yet again is frustrating. So to hear these words from Barack Obama, he says, listen, even though some of this legislation is not passing, the fact that it's even being discussed in a public forum impacts our trans youth and our trans brothers and sisters. Like it's 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 hurtful. Well, and you know we got to look at it like this, and and not to take away from anything that you're feeling, because you absolutely have every single right, and I love you, and it makes me mad that your feelings are hurt. But you and I, I consider pretty lucky, pretty privileged. Yep. We've got two phenomenal partners. We host a national yeah. LGBTQ radio show talking about these things. My parents love and love and support me. Yeah, we're mm-hmm. in good health. Yep, we have seemingly everything that you could want. Imagine. A broken baby getting that hate. Mm -hmm. Imagine a 20-year-old who's lost, trying to figure it out, no support, uh, no partner. I mean, oh my God, and I know that you'll agree with this. Lisa has saved the day so many times when it came to my mental health, when it came to my emotions. And it's a scary thing to have to do that alone and also not be in such a privileged position that you and I are both in. And I think that's part of it. I think I honestly think that's part of it. Especially for me, I feel like I know I've got a good life. I know, but why is this bugging me? And I think it's one of the things that I love so much about you is that you're a deep empath, as am I. Things, uh, producer Justin, same. All three of us in this room are. We get affected by things. We'll randomly cry about things because they affect yeah. us. Uh, affect us, not infect us. And uh, But sometimes they infect us. They yeah, infect they your soul. <laughs> and I know that people have asked me before, like, why do you care so much? Like, why do you care so much? Why does it bother you? I'm like, it's not about me. It's about the kids that are looking at my social media yeah. and seeing those comments that just, aren't as strong or, mentally as you and I. Yeah, or just the babies that are going to school. We did the story the other day. He wanted to wear a pride flag in honor of pride. He was 10 and he got his totally beat up. Uh, a story just came out. Maybe we can get him on the phone. I don't know if he wants to talk, but he's in Toronto 
It's a really good friend of mine's friend. He was walking home in his late 20s, like us, and he got attacked by five men. Five. Mm. They started by calling him all of these awful words, and then they beat the living crap out of him. His face is completely shattered. It's all over social media. That just happened last week. I mean, Mm. it's happening. So I think when you feel those things, it's because we know that it's still happening, and we are lucky enough to talk about it. Yeah. Uh, many aren't. And so, Obama, we appreciate the love and support. Yes. But, you know, we need more than thoughts and prayers. Yeah. Action. Yeah. You know. Yeah, it's really tough. All right. Well, coming up uh, in our next segment, is this artist a creative genius or a con man? Find out what this Italian artist auctioned off. Coming up next. <laughs> All right, so this uh, this story's love to hear it deriving from your homeland, Michaela Gordon, love to Italy. See it. Ms. Cavaricci. <laughs> so, have you ever found yourself at a museum? Well, first of all, I should no. probably ask that question. Have you ever found yourself at a museum? <laughs> right, that's be a no. Let's be honest. Story over. No, we did. Me and Lisa went to Amsterdam, and we went to oh. this beautiful museum. It was incredible. The art was gorgeous. Okay, so you do enjoy it. Yes. Oftentimes, when I go to museums, I love art museums. Love it. I also have no idea what I'm looking at 99% of the time. A thousand. And, okay, so art is about, it's objective, right? And it's about what, what it makes you feel and what it inspires in you. And so uh, so what is beautiful to you might make no sense to me. And what moves me to tears might bring, you know, just into tears out of boredom. So it's objective. Yeah. Got it. We're all pretty open-minded when it comes to art. Yes, we are. What about this piece? So an Italian artist by the name of Salvatore Goro, just sold a sculpture for $18,300, which might sound like not a bad deal. Yeah, that's great. $18,000 for a sculpture by an Italian artist. Okay. He's Mm world-renowned, very well-respected. You want to know what the the, uh, sculpture's made of? What? Nothing. It's air. What does that mean? Okay, so here's what he did. He's done this a few times, too, and he's sold these things. What does he do? He takes white tape, tapes out a square or a circle in one case, and then he tells people that the sculpture is invisible. Stop. Mm-hmm. Stop, 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 says stop, that, stop, 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 uh, stop, stop. The vacuum is nothing more than a space full of energy, and even if we empty it and there is nothing left, according to this, this uncertainty principle, the Heisenberg uncertainty principle, nothing has weight. Um, it has energy. It's condensed and transformed into particles. So that... Okay, that is listen, his explanation of his lo- art. Uh, listen, I love it, and I really believe in energy, and I believe in sure. all of those things. But what did the what did the taking it home process look like? Oh, well, he did got, you okay. get a U-Haul? No, th- this is actually, I'm glad you asked. So there's a certificate with this okay. as you buy this piece of artwork, this Excellent. sculpture. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, he does request, though, his own instructions, oh. that the sculpture must be exhibited in a private house. Oh, in a roughly five by five foot space, mm-hmm. free of obstruction. Okay. How did they carry it heavy? Many, many men. Mm-hmm. And the Italian men with large, they ate a lot of pasta the night before, so they mm-hmm. car- you know, they were carb loading, mm-hmm. obviously, okay. uh, so they could get this thing home. It's very, very heavy. Did they put the tape on uh, the floor when they got it to the house? I would assume. That's the only mm-hmm. way you know where it is. Did anybody get hurt? Did it knock into anybody? I or? don't think so. I think that's why they needed the five by five foot space. Right, they didn't right, bump right. into any walls or other artwork. Yeah. Listen, this guy goes on though. And here, uh, listen, we, we're making fun of him. We're laughing at him. This guy made $18,000. <laughs> so like, I'm like, do I need to start selling fake artwork? 
right? Listen and- to me, it's not the most ridiculous idea, but also I'm just trying to think logistically. I'm not even making fun of him. I'm just saying, how did they pick it up? How well, did they carry it home? He, how do you see it? He compared his sculpture, his artwork, to God. Okay. He says, you don't, you don't see it just like God. You don't see it, but you know it exists. All it's right. made of air and spirit. It's supposed to activate the power of your imagination. That's Listen, what this is supposed to do. We're thinking amen. about it now. I, we are talking about it. I He's not the one at fault. I'm trying to think how I could start invisibly creating things. Well, also, who's the person who dropped 18 grand on this? Like, who's that guy or that woman? I want to know them. Yeah, right? An icon. Somebody who believes in it. Somebody who gets it. Talk about a flex. Listen to hey, me. Hey, what'd you do the other day? Drop 18 grand on some air. <laughs> At least they got the certificate of authenticity. So they and that's the real. weird yes. thing. Yes. It's sort of those NFTs right now, right? Wait, You're getting... So how do you get a thing with authenticity? How do you get the paperwork? Who certifies it? I mean, so, so, but this is what, you guys. Okay, I'm not a notary fun public. Of him, like who does but it? But I'm like somebody came over, whose job this is, and was like, I'm a thousand percent going to make this authentic. Here's no, your certificate. Literally, he's had his artwork displayed in in Italy. In New York City, in front of major, major, like monumental, like tourist attractions, and they actually genuinely exhibit this artwork. That's just literally air. There's nothing there. Okay, I'm sorry. I just have to go back to who is moving the sculptures. Oh, many, many Italian like, men. I no, told you. when you go into New York, like if you like went to display it in New York, like you had to travel, like you had to go from Italy to New York, did you put it, it on the if plane? If it rains at night, do they cover it? Yeah, if what, outdoors? I think I know, I figured out who moves it. What? It's a team of expertly trained Italian mimes. Yeah, oh yeah. Okay, that now this is tracking. Feels a little more French now than Italian, but yes. Now this feels right, the That's white gloves. Mm. Mm. Okay, do they have white faces? Is I need to be able to imagine this. Do they have black lipstick on? Do they have black and white shirts on? Probably. Mm-hmm. Stripes. Serving mime. Clearly. Okay. It's almost time for our first round of What's Poppin' This Morning. But first, something really cool going on for Pride Month here at Channel Q. We've partnered with Ralph's and Food for Less and the Los Angeles LGBT Center to help fill the fridge for homeless LGBT youth and our seniors in need. They've been hit hard by this pandemic, and it's so important that we all come together as a community. Uh, So here's how you can help. Text the word FRIDGE, F-R-I-D-G-E, to 20357 to donate to the Los Angeles LGBT. Pride Pantry. Donations this month are being doubled by Ralph's and Food for Less. Now, thousands of elderly LGBT seniors don't have enough food to eat each month. You can make a difference with a $25 donation to the LGBT Center Pride Pantry, uh, which gives an entire week's worth of groceries because it's being doubled. That's so incredible. Again, text the word FRIDGE to 20357. Amazing. Uh, Now, Michaela Gordon. Mm. What's poppin'? Okay, this makes me so happy. So Sex in the City is absolutely happening. I will never forget, on my 30th birthday, Lisa took me. We did three cities in three days. A huge party in Vegas, flew to New York, had a huge party. She took me everywhere, but she took me to Carrie's house, the porch. The stoop. The stoop. Yes. And I gagged. I love it. Uh, but... People are coming back, although Kim Cattrall has said she will not be playing Samantha Jones. The boys are back in town, and it was announced yesterday that Mario Cantone, David Eigenberg, Willie Garson, and Evan Handler will reprise their roles on the show. We're so excited to see it. Um, Now, there's one character not coming back, Smith Jared. Uh, He said that he was not asked back to the show. Uh, He said, I have not, but I 
would be the last to know anyway. Uh, and I would love to be. But I, I think that this is so exciting. We talked about Sarah Ramirez joining the reboot. Um, and uh, I think it's going to be really good. I'm just excited to see everybody on screen together and like Same. see the energy. And I will say, as it's coming more together now, the boys are coming in and everyone's doing their thing. I wonder if Kim Cattrall has any feelings whatsoever. It's still so bizarre to me. Well, I feel sort of like if Smith Jarrett, that character, were to come back... Um, then it, that would be difficult because he's tied to Samantha. Yeah, maybe that's why he and wasn't asked. Yeah, and it might be also, as an actor, it might be a bit of a slap in the face to Kim Cattrall if he did come back. Not that he's been asked. I'm just, just thinking out But loud. do you think it's a slap in the face? She was asked. They worshipped her. They wanted her. She said, no, 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 no. The show still has to move on. Yeah, of course. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Maybe, just, he'll, ma- maybe he'll make an appearance someday. I just don't know what kind of trauma she dealt with that she's, like, refusing yeah. to go back. But I'm happy that the boys are coming back. I'm so excited for this reboot. I'm totally ready. Yeah, I'm here for it. Coming up in our next hour, gay Twitter melts down over a grinder and scruff band. But is it actually true? We discuss. Welcome back to the Morning Beat. Thanks so much for hanging out with us. Twitter, gay Twitter to be specific, had a meltdown uh, over something involving grinder and scruff. But... Is it true? Were they melting down over nothing? We're digging in in about 15 minutes from now. And then later later on in the show, we've got Zara Larson, uh, one of our favorite pop stars here at Channel Q, calling into the show. Uh, we're going to check in with her also. Uh, we're checking in with LZ Granderson. Yeah. I'm a huge fan. He's fantastic. His story is incredible. He's got a new podcast with some banger guests, uh, and he's going to be joining our show to talk about that uh, in our final hour today. So lots coming up. Uh, right now it is time for news on The Beat. Michaela, what do you got? Okay, well, there's a lot going on uh, with President Biden, but he's meeting today with UK Prime Minister Boris Johnson as part of his first foreign trip since taking office. The two are expected to talk about lifting travel restrictions between the US and UK in place to stop the spread of COVID-19. They're also expected to agree to a new Atlantic Charter, updating the historic declaration made by FDR and Winston Churchill. Um But speaking of COVID-19, the big priority for U.S. officials right now is getting people vaccinated at home and abroad. Beyond supporting incentives for Americans to get shots, the Biden administration plans to donate 500 million doses of Pfizer's vaccine worldwide. Still, the U.S. vaccination rate is slowing. States are reporting they have Johnson & Johnson vaccines set to expire before they'll get used. And J&J and federal officials are looking at whether the shelf life can be extended or the doses can be put to other use. As the focus shifts to vaccines and life begins to return to normal, about two dozen states have scaled back their daily tracking of COVID-19 data. Some experts call the move premature, given the ongoing public health emergency and the risk of new variants. Now, in other news, uh, when my computer doesn't freeze up like this. Wow. You uh, want me to tell you some news? I mean, we could just have a kiki. I'm back. I'm back. I'm back. She's back, ladies and gentlemen. Katie Couric is back. Okay. Okay. All right. I'm here. Uh, Many colleges and universities openly discriminate against LGBTQ people. Um, and, uh, okay, no, we got it wrong. We got it wrong. We got it wrong, Did it babe. freeze again? Okay, we're back. Okay, we're back. Many, ca- yeah, it's Mercury's in retrograde. What do you want me to do? I can't control my computer. How many times per year 
is the excuse Mercury's in retrograde? I just want to know. Well, it happens four times a year and it lasts like a month. Aren't there four different things in retrograde? Isn't that what uh, all the planets? Saturn, Jupiter. <laughs> it's a whole thing, you guys. It's I'm not making it up. Okay, let's talk about news now for real. Senate Republicans have stopped a bill to fight discrimination in the workplace uh, from coming to a vote, increasing calls to end the filibuster so that the Republican minority can't block all progressive legislation. The Paycheck Fairness Act failed to get past the filibuster in a 49-50 vote this past Tuesday in the Senate after it did pass the House this past April. Now, the bill would make it easier for employees who have been the victims of pay discrimination to sue their employers, enhance penalties for pay discrimination, and increase protections against retaliation from employers. Now, research has shown that LGBTQ people face pay discrimination in the workplace with gay men in one study found to make between 10 to 32% less than straight men. Another study found that transgender women lose about one-third of their income after transitioning, about twice as much as the estimated pay gap between men and women. Always a fight. All right, let's do a little weather. Uh, Summer is here, and it's queer. It's brought to you by Mickey D's. It's going to be high as 77 in Sacramento, 99 in Indio, 79 in Cleveland, 79 in Chicago, 100 in Phoenix, 93 in Kansas City, 75 in L.A., and 81 in New York. Now, at McDonald's, get a small summer treat like the new Minute Maid Strawberry Watermelon Slushy or McCafe Fraps and Smoothies for just two bucks. I have to tell you, we were talking about the Egg McMuffins, and it's all, it lives in my mind rent-free with a hash brown and an orange juice. It's like all I want right now. If you don't think I'm going to get a couple of breakfast burritos while I travel this weekend, you're you're out of your mind. I know. Listen, McDonald's just gets it right. So happy they're here for our community. (laughs) Now, give us a vibe of the day. Life changes very quickly in a very positive way if you let it. In a very quick way. Stop trying to control everything. I know. I think that's kind of shade to me because I love to control things. Sometimes I pick these vibes just for you. I know you do. As I see hair dye dripping down the side of your face still. I know. I ate myself. I do. Listen, listen, you tried, sweetheart. I know, but I got to film something today. It's like serious business. Today? Yeah, and this is how I show up. (laughs) I can't stand myself. You're doomed. All right, coming up, Gay Turner melts down over a grinder and scruff band. But is it true? We discuss next. All right, so gay Twitter's in a bit of a kerfuffle. Is that the word I want to use? Kerfuffle? It's a word, yes. right? Yeah. Uh, they're freaking out over Apple's new grinder and scruff ban. Huh? So Apple touts itself as being one of the most pro-LGBTQ companies in the world, so you can imagine how gay Twitter reacted upon hearing the news that the tech giant had plans to do away with apps like Grinder and Scruff and during Pride Month, no less. Don't get your uh, panties in a bunch just yet, or your boxers, or your jock straps, briefs. Any of the sort. I wear all of them, to be honest. Uh, Because Grindr isn't going anywhere, or Scruff. The whole thing was just a big misunderstanding. Apparently, there was a pesky little section of uh, of Apple's updated what's not allowed section uh, and its terms and conditions for developers who want to be in the app, uh, appear in the App Store. So overtly sexual or pornographic material, it says, defined by Webster's Dictionary as explicit descriptions or displays of sexual organs or activities intended to stimulate erotic rather than aesthetic or emotional feelings, uh, including hookup apps. But apparently that doesn't mean grinder or scruff because those are those are for just genuine encounters, love. Yeah, they're, they're seeking great. love because I definitely when I used to get on grinder, it was just, I was looking for love. Yeah, I got grinder for one hour. 
specifically. I have to be honest. It's so difficult for me thinking of social media dating because I never did. I've always been in a relationship. Yeah. Um, and so I, I don't even know what that looks like. Listen, I was never really on the apps. I got, I did get on Grindr. I'm, I've told the story, I think, but I remember when I got my iPhone years ago, my ex and my sister got it for me as like a joint gift for Christmas. And then we went home to Ohio and I was on my phone and I was like kind of curious. So I was like, I'll download Grindr. I've heard about this. This was, this was like literally like 12, 13 years ago, probably. I was like, what is Grindr? I want to know. And I got on and the nearest gay was 47 miles away. <laughs> And I was like, I, I'm in the wrong place. Uh, but I did use Grinder once. I met somebody who I had adult relations with for a few months. It was fun. Love. Met on Grinder. Congratulations. And, and the good thing about it was I knew exactly what it was. He knew exactly what it was. Yeah. Uh, I let him move in with me for a little bit because uh, he was broke and destitute and needed a place to stay. So that's that's my own flaw. That's my burden to bear. Yeah, that's okay. But he did paint my apartment for me. Um, and that's honestly, it was worth it. Yeah, so he, was, he wasn't he was Mr. Right, but he was Mr. Right now. You know, that, listen, I, I'm just trying to let anybody who's been single for the past year who probably hasn't gotten any, could even mm. use like a little Snuggie. Yeah. Just go for it. Yeah. It's not even cuffing season. I would tell you this. This poor guy, though, I, I literally let him move in with me, and he's a painter. He's super, super, super talented artist. But he was struggling, right? He had no money at the time, lost his job, and I was moving into a new apartment. Pretty big apartment. You've been there. You guys have both been there. Yeah. And I've got really cool beams on the ceiling, but I wanted to paint some of the ceiling and all the walls. And I said, hey, you can help. Uh, I'll pay you some money. I probably gave him a couple hundred bucks to paint my apartment. There's a guy I met on Grinder, right? And he's like, uh, so hard up for the money. He's like, uh, sure, I can help you. I'm like, no, I don't really want to do it. Will you do it for me? He's like, okay. He was staying with me for free. So in my mind, I'm like, really, you're, it's like $1,000 a month or so or $1,500 to live here so. I'm giving you a deal, right? Yeah. And then I said to this guy, I'm such a jerk. I said to him, well, you're a painter. So this is like what you do. You're good at this. He's like, I paint art and portraits. By the way, they're stunning. But I was like, well, isn't that like the same? It's just a brush, right? Paint. He was probably so offended by me. Yeah. My place is painted to this day beautifully because of him. He, His he attention to detail, though, job. I tell you what, was was spectacular. Yeah. And it all happened on Grinder. We love it. Well, thank you, Granger. We appreciate everything you've brought to us and to AJ and to his home. My fiance is listening right now and he's rolling his eyes. Yeah, we love Guaranteed. it. Love it. All right. Well, uh, we have more for you coming up in our next segment. We're not talking Grinder necessarily, but we are talking Am I the A-hole? This is my favorite segment oh that we do. A bride delays her entire wedding because of what her groom did. Would you go? Is she the a-hole? We have our opinions coming up next. All right. It's that time of the week where we ask ourselves, am I the a-hole? Got some uh, weddings coming up, mine as well, and I want to make sure that I'm not an a-hole in this process. Yeah. Uh, But Reddit uh, is full of these stories. Uh, These are some wedding-inspired stories today of people asking, am I the a-hole in this situation? It's something we can all relate to. Yeah. We've all been we've all been there in those moments where you look back and you're like, I probably am the one who caused a lot of that that drama and those problems. Uh, so there's a dude who apparently uh, he believes he ruined his twin sister's shot at love by revealing her fiance's bad behavior. So he took to took to Reddit, he said the apparently the twin sister's fiance routinely made fun of uh, the the this guy's body. Uh, this guy's body, correct? Made fun of his body. Uh, the fiance was also sure 
that he did it when she wasn't around so that she wouldn't know that she was he was making fun of her twin brother, mm-hmm. right? But during the bachelor party, it all came out, and she found out. And the guy says, listen, I'm I'm a very petite dude. I'm 5'6", very bony. I've kind of been insecure about my build my whole life. Nothing serious. My sister, though, was engaged to this buff dude, very built, around 6 feet or six feet 4 inches tall. He treats me fine whenever my sister is around, but when she is not, he makes rude comments about my height and weight, my mannerisms, posture, etc., etc. It's like, I kind of shut up about it, sucked it up because I didn't want my sister to get upset. Well, he was having a huge bachelor party. And for whatever reason, decided to invite this guy, the okay. brother, the twin brother. Okay. Shows up. He and his three friends were constantly laughing at him and pointed at him uh, the entire party. So this guy finally, he'd had enough. Stood up to his sister's fiance, decided to leave. He goes up to congratulate the guy like, a, like, a, like an adult. And he says back to him, don't worry, little guy. Once you get out of puberty, you'll find someone. I told him to go F himself. So now he's asking, later that night, though, sister finds out. She calls her fiancé screaming. Needs to take some time before the wedding to rethink things. Yeah. Wedding's called off. This guy is saying, am I the a-hole here? Did I just ruin my sister's chance at love? Did I just ruin her wedding? What do you think? Did he have a right to say something? Yeah. Or she stayed quiet? I think that he should have said something. It's his twin sister, but was the bachelor party the place to do it? I mean, I, I don't know. I feel like I'm very protective over my brother, and I feel like you're building a family yeah. with this person. You're going to have children. It's like a thing. Like, you're going to be... And, and twins, I, th- I think, are very, very close. You would assume, right? Right. So, the uncle would be over there a lot. I feel like he he needs to say something. No, I think the fiancé is the a-hole. Yeah, no, I think, I think the fiancé is. Yeah, uh, he's, yeah. A, he's a bully. Yeah. Could you have maybe done it at a different time? Sure. But it sounds to me like this this twin brother was trying really hard to support his sister. And it just came to a head and he was being berated by multiple men, grown men at a bachelor party. And he was finally like, I'm not going to put up with it anymore. Because here's the thing also. When somebody you love is getting married, I went through this with my sister. I was not a fan of the guy she's married to now. I really wanted her to like rethink some things or take some time because it happened pretty quickly. I was also really close to her last fiance, and that didn't work out. Right. So I was still kind of – he and I considered each other brothers. Well, this newer guy, I was like eh. – because when he came into her life, she sort of exited my life. Yeah. And that was a direct correlation you know, in, in, in line with their relationship blossoming. Ours disintegrated. And I remember as we got closer and closer and closer to the wedding day, I was fuming. I wanted to say something. But I just stayed quiet. And I think that's pretty common. I think if, if you're not a huge fan of a relationship, you know what? The, as the wedding approaches, you feel it, but you don't always say something. I think it's important to say something, though, because it's literally a personal experience that we're having right now. I had issues with my sister-in-law from the beginning. I didn't say anything because I wanted everything to be cool. I was obsessed with my brother. I just wanted him to be happy. And then we ended up having a huge blowout years later because things weren't said. And I feel like if you can be... Um, if you can be, you can be mature. You can have conversations. You can say like, hey, that kind of bothered me. want to let you know. Because I feel like if you don't, emotions are so high when it comes to your siblings or your husband or your wife mm-hmm. that you will end up blowing up. Well, listen to this one. How about here's another scenario, another wedding scenario. Am I the a-hole? So this couple's getting married, right? Uh, this was a few years ago. Never actually went through with it. Here's why. Bride is walking down the aisle. And she shared the story on TikTok, by the way. This is why the story's out there. But she's walking down the aisle. 
And you can see the groom. The groom's on camera. Mm-hmm. Looking at his bride. You're thinking they're about to have a really sweet moment. As she's walking down the aisle, he pulls out a cell phone. Oh, that's cute. He's going to get a video of her. Or something to share with everyone. To this, this, capture this precious moment. Does he take a video of her? Sure doesn't. What does he do? He checks his texts. <gasps> While she's walking down the aisle. This one is a oh, no-brainer. Oh, my God. This, I would have thrown that phone so well, far. Well, she called off the wedding, and she's asking, am I the a-hole? No. no. He is. He is. I can't imagine. Oh, I'm like a, I'm not appalled. Blah, blah, blah. Because there's like literally walking down the aisle and getting the husband's reaction is like an actual thing. Like if you Google a husband reacting to a wife, and this, they sob, you can and it's tell like a right moment. Then. Mm-hmm. Oh, you little a-hole. You, I, I feel like you could watch a man watch his f- future wife walk down the aisle and guess how many years they're going to be together based on his reaction. A thousand within percent. A, within a range of a couple of years, probably. A thousand percent. I get so emotional thinking about it because we're, we're obviously, we're creating our own rules. We're two men getting married and people ask us all the time, they're like, well, who's the bride? I'm like, well, listen, there's no bride. I know. People love to do that because their minds I, but, can't be wrapped around it. But when I keep talking about like the women that we're going to ask to be in our wedding party, I keep saying bridesmaids. And just because it's it's common vernacular, right? And it's it's a, one of our favorite films. And my partner keeps telling me they're not bridesmaids. It's the wedding party. Yeah. Or groomsmaids or whatever you want to call them. We're both grooms. I'm like, cool. So then I'll walk down the aisle second. He's like, absolutely not. He's like, I'm walking down the aisle second. You're going to be there waiting for me. So I'm like, so I'm the man. He's like, no, we're both men. I'm like, but you're walking down second. He's like, I sure am. I said, so I'm the man. He's like, no, we're both men. Oh, my God. But like, Loki, I'm the man. Yeah. I mean, listen, I'm walking down the aisle to Lisa. Lisa can be the more androgynous, tough guy. I don't care. I'm walking down that aisle, Lord, with the dress I've had in my vision board for 10 years. Wait, did you just call me a tough guy, too? Yeah, you want to be a tough guy? You also know you're not getting married at our wedding, right? You get that. AJ, it's not about you. She's trying. She's literally trying to piggyback our wedding, AJ, save a few dollars, and you get know a what? beautiful this venue. This is so you. Just this making is... it about yourself. What if just? <gasps> what if you get engaged at my wedding, though? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. I would not get engaged at your wedding. I have too many other jobs I've got to do. <laughs> <laughs> it's almost time for another round of what's popping. But first, this is what's popping: giving back. And here's an opportunity for you. During Pride Month, Ralph's and Food for Less are partnering with Channel Q and the Los Angeles LGBT Center to help fill the fridge for homeless LGBT youth and seniors. Here's how you can get involved. Text the word FRIDGE to 20357 to literally fill a fridge. Uh, we're going to help refill the LA uh, LGBT Pride Pantry. And this entire month, Ralph's and Food for Less are going to double donations. So you giving a donation of $25 could feed a person for an entire week. That's incredible. Yes. It's important to give back year-round, especially during Pride Month. So help us fill the fridge by texting FRIDGE to 20357. Thanks again to Ralph's and Food for Less. Now it is time for What's Poppin'. Uh, Erica Jane's husband back in the uh, news. What's going on? Well, he's talking, honey. He broke his silence on his conservatorship while facing multiple lawsuits and health issues. Now, the estranged husband of the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills said during a virtual court hearing yesterday that he had no interest in his brother, Robert Girardi, having control. He said, obviously, I disagree with the conservatorship altogether. Um, I think that we should put together the reasons why the conservatorship should be dissolved. Then we'll address it. We'll address the court. But right now, I have nothing to say to the court. However, despite the embattled attorney's protest, the judge ruled Robert should remain in control of Tom's 
dealings. Now, it was reported that Robert was named the temporary conservator of his brother after Tom suffered a medical emergency. And then just one month later, the legal eagle was diagnosed with late onset Alzheimer's and dementia after he underwent a medical assessment as part of his brother's efforts to be named Tom's permanent conservator. Along with this, he's in the middle of getting a divorce from Erica Jane. I mean, it's all so messy. And on top of it, people are still questioning what happened to the $350,000 that was supposed to go to uh, people from the flight that crashed. I mean, this season on Beverly Hills, it's been wild. And Erica's getting ready to like open up, and it, it's insane. Yeah, we're getting to, to that point where we find out about... We, we, hit, we hit this stage in their relationship. Yeah. Where they actually split. Because at, at the beginning of the season, they were still together. I will say this. Erica's a friend of mine. I adore her. Um... I felt like she knew something or something was coming because the way she talks about Tom a lot at the beginning of the season. But then also, you know reality. Yeah. She might talk about Tom all the time. And in prior seasons, they're like, yeah, it's boring. We don't want it on the air. But this season, they might have aired more clips of her earlier on to make it seem like she was bringing him up a lot more. So who actually knows? I mean, listen, I just feel like Erica... Listen, maybe Erica was busy within her own career. She was on Broadway, so she wasn't asking very many questions. She was sort of making her own money. I know for me in my relationship, there's nothing that Lisa does that I don't know about. And uh, you think that. I think that. I think that. But I think that. Teresa Judice or Judice or whoever she is, she thought the same thing too. No, then she, she went, went to jail. Then she went to jail, but she, she didn't knew. know. She said she, she still to the state says she didn't know. Listen, I, in my opinion, I think Teresa Judice knew. Yeah. And I think that's why she went to prison. I think that Erica Jane knew. And I think that whether it's right or wrong, that's my opinion. Yeah. Because I just think that's a lot of money. Yeah. It's a lot. It was a big thing that it, happened. But also, it might seem like a lot of money to you and I because we can't imagine having that kind of money just sitting around. Yeah, but, but the circumstances was, yeah, are it, just so problematic. I, yeah, I, I hear you. There are children I, and, and and mothers. I, which is why maybe he didn't tell her, which is what I think. I think that maybe she might have known, like, eh, maybe something unscrupulous might be going on, but I don't really want to know too much. Because that's how I sort of would be. I'm like, I don't really want to know. And that's problematic. See, and, I would want to know. I would want to know. If yeah. Lisa was doing something like that, I would. I want to know who I'm married to, well, so guess, that I could. I guess some stuff to tell you about your uh, Lisa engagement uh, off the She's air. Proposing. Also, my fiance just texted me. He goes, uh, "She is not getting engaged at our wedding." <laughs> Never. All right, coming up, we're so excited. Uh, LZ Granderson is joining us, talking about Pride, his new podcast, and being a father next. Coming up this hour on The Morning Beat, we've got LZ Granderson, award-winning journalist. He's got a new podcast with some banger, banger guests. We're talking Anthony Fauci on a podcast. That's pretty cool. That's incredible. Uh, And he's joining us here in about... 12 minutes to talk about it, so make sure you stick around for that. And then in our final hour, uh, we have one of our Pride icons for 2021 joining us for celebrations in Pride with Zara Larson. Uh, love her, calling us all the way from halfway around the world. Yeah. Uh, because that's how much she cares about us uh, and her listeners and her fans here at Channel Q. So stick around for that. She's also got some new music she's going to be promoting as well. Uh, she's a pop star, and we absolutely adore her, Zara Larson, on the morning beat in our next hour. Also, one of my favorite moments 
moments just very quickly because I forgot about this is when we were like in the height of Zooming our celebrities, but everyone was dealing with very human, real experiences. Mm -hmm. And she's like, oh, God, sorry, my sister's calling. She's probably not going to stop calling. So we're just going to, if it keeps beeping in. We talked to her last year at the beginning of the pandemic. Her sister actually walked through the back of the the Zoom. So we feel like she just really wants to be a part of our show. Yeah, it's literally like when Rocco would just start barking in the middle of like. Just for reference, anybody tuning in for the first time, Rocco is her dog. Could you imagine it was a human? I'm like, Rocco started barking. Yeah, Rocco, my neighbor. My son. son. You probably will have a son that barks someday. Oh, my. I'd be so honored. You already have two. I have one. Kingston started barking. Kingston did? He barks only when he thinks somebody's outside our door. Yeah. That's a lot, though. Yeah, but it's good. We're we're trying not to discourage it too much because we want him to keep us safe from all those scary, scary neighbors, our 94-year-old neighbor, Miss Schaefer. Um, And... But he does this thing, though, and I'm sure you know this. Dogs do this from time to time. Yeah. He'll, he'll bark. We'll be like, no. And he'll go like this. We'll be like, no. And he'll be like, no. And he'll be like, And he makes these little oh, sounds. Oh, he's a big boy. He wants to have the last word. He's just like I was growing he's up. He's just like his he's, he's a little you too. Yeah, very much so. <laughs> That's my honey. But he wants to let us know. He's like, I'll bark if I want to. And then he does this little sort of thing under his breath. <laughs> I'm like, come on. It's, then we cuddle him because it's adorable. Yeah, because he's he can't precious. Help. He's so cute. Uh, but yeah, we have a great hour coming up. Like I said, uh, LZ Granderson about 10 minutes from now. But now it is time for news on the beat. Michaela Gordon, take it away. All right. Well, there's a lot going on. After years of stops and starts, the Keystone XL pipeline is officially dead. The developer announced it is pulling the plug on the controversial project after the Biden administration revoked its permit in January. The pipeline, which has been a political football for more than a decade, would have carried oil from the tar sands of Canada into the U.S. Now, the news comes as a disappointment for many in the oil and gas industry, but for environmentalists who have long argued the pipeline would worsen the climate crisis, it is a big victory. Now, let's get into a little weather. It's going to be uh, very nice because summer is here and it's queer, honey, brought to you by McDonald's, a high of 81 in New York, 75 in L.A., 90 in Vegas, 93 in Kansas City, 86 in Miami, 102 in Phoenix and 81 in Atlanta. Now listen, at McDonald's, get a small summer treat like the new Minute Maid Strawberry Watermelon Slushy or McCafe Fraps and Smoothies for just two dollars. Make you holla. It's 102 in Phoenix. You want to know what's really weird? What? Our listeners in Phoenix listen to us on 101.5 FM HD2. You want to round that up? What is that? 102. Ooh. Weird, right? Weird. Mind blown. You think I'm such a weirdo? No, I was thinking I wanted to ask you for $102. You always ask me for money. I know. Sometimes you say yes, though. Every now and then I do say yes. <laughs> Give us a vibe of the day. <laughs> Life changes very quickly in a very positive way if you let it. I love that. Let not it let you take you. any more of my money. Well, I'm going to ask you tomorrow. You might think I'm, differently. Every now and then I do. <laughs> you wear me down. I'm like, here, what do you, what do you need? I love you. All right, coming up, he's queer. He's a father, and he is an award-winning journalist. Elsie Granderson joins us to talk about his new podcast Did next. Did you just read, Shut up. read my teeth? Shut up. Wow. Welcome back to The Morning Beat. As we continue to celebrate Pride Month, we're joined now by somebody I've been following for years and years because I just love his voice. I love his perspective. Uh, You might recognize him from ABC News as a contributor. Uh, Please welcome to the program, LZ Granderson. How are you, LZ? AJ, I feel like we're related because we both go by initials. Mm -hmm, I'm fantastic. Thank you. (laughs) What does LZ stand for, can I ask? Uh, sure. Uh, it is actually the name that I adopted. My legal name is spelled E-L-Z-I-E. Oh. I adopted oh. the name L-Z 
Yeah. That's the fantastic. LZ, uh, for a whole host of reasons. Number one being, I thought it looked cool when I was a kid. It's just so <laughs> There, I will tell you, there was it a time. Does. There was a time in my life where I was doing some like small roles on soap operas back in New York City, and I was making the move to L.A. I thought I wanted to be an actor, and I thought I was going to go by Aaron Jason, which is what AJ stands for for me. Not nearly as cool as your story, though. <laughs> I, I uh, like Aaron Jason. Thank I you. can work with that. All right, it's, it's, the, it's the guys that got the two first names that I find most fascinating. That's right, right. Yeah. I, I'm one of those. All right, but you've got something really cool going on. So uh, not only have you been kind of speaking up for our community for many years now, uh, you're actually taking it to a whole other level now with a brand new podcast. You've got guests coming on like Stephen Candles and MJ Rodriguez from Pose. Speaking Roof, of initials, yeah. MJ Rodriguez. No big, no big deal. Uh, exactly. Dr. Anthony Fauci. You've got Tammy Baldwin, the senator. Dustin Lance Black, uh, Black and his husband, Tom Daly. You've got some big, big names coming up. Uh, tell us about your podcast and, and where we can listen to them what we can expect oh man first of all thank you for just uh, again having us on and getting the word out about this project because it really is a project it has my name on it so i can understand why people will say your project but it really is you know a product of the abc pride team and everyone who uh has volunteered their time to put the podcast together to edit I did some booking. Um, other producers did some booking. So it really is a whole network sort of project. I came to them with the idea because I was very frustrated watching our community endure these systemic attacks on our right that we worked so hard to achieve and to gain, and they not being and those attacks not being as reported in the news uh, as I would have liked to have seen. Mm. Um, as I thought those attacks were worthy of having the sort of media attention that they should have had. But we were consumed by tweets at the time. The occasional insurrection, a couple of uh, oh you know, impeachment trials. So we had some stuff going on, but I wanted to make sure, I wanted to try to use the platforms that I were attached to to make sure there was always a home for our news and what was happening to our community. And so I'm really happy that ABC, uh, you know, greenlighted the project and that there's so many wonderful and talented people at ABC helping to get it done. Uh, if you're just listening, we're talking with Elsie Granderson. I want to say that your TED Talk, Myth of the Gay Agenda, has hit 1.7 million views. Obviously, you're having conversations that need to be had, which is the importance of this podcast. Very specifically, the AIDS pandemic is something that you discuss. I remember watching Paris is Burning only a few years ago, thinking, how did I not see this before? How did I not really realize what community I'm a part of? Did the COVID-19 pandemic sort of remind you how horrible the AIDS pandemic was? Um, you know, the, the pandemic reminded me of a couple of things. Yes, it did remind me of, of the AIDS crisis. I, um, I've lost friends um, to the AIDS crisis. And so, um, you know, there's a bit of, I don't know, maybe survivor's remorse, uh, you know, attached to it whenever I think about that time period. Um, one of the people that I lost was one of my close friends and mentor, actually. Um, when I was in college, he passed away. So um, it's still very fresh and raw to me when I think about that. But at the same time, there are a lot of similarities, right? There's the, well, who does it impact most? There's the, uh, you know, resistance towards doing the things that's necessary to contain the, the, the pandemic. So there certainly were some similarities. And, of course, the presence of Dr. Anthony Fauci, uh, both starting in 81, yeah. he began looking at the research with AIDS and HIV. And then, of course, 
uh, his role in the in the handling of the pandemic. Um, I think for me, the biggest similarity was at the beginning of the AIDS epidemic, the Reagan administration took it lightly and some members of the Reagan administration laughed about it. And as we very well know, at the beginning of the coronavirus pandemic, the Trump administration did some very similar things. Mm. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of comparisons to be made there, and, 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 and you've seen so much of it and reported on so much of it. Uh, you've been you know, winning at awards for years. You were the Journalist of the Year by the National Lesbian and Gay Journalist Association 10 years ago uh, when I was still sort of trying to ease my way into this industry. Um, and now with Life Out Loud, uh, you and your team over at ABC are doing some really cool things for our community. Um, I'm kind of curious to know just your perspective on oftentimes pride You know, uh, means different things to different people. And when I was growing up, pride was a whole bunch of white guys going to a parade and celebrating. Uh, <laughs> as I've gotten older, and, and I, you laugh, but I'm, I'm sure you have a reason why, too. Because as I've gotten older, you know, and experienced more things, my best friend to my left is a lesbian. Uh, my fiance, nine years, he's a black man. You might actually have better hair than him. Don't ever tell him I said that. <laughs> um, very similar hair. Um, but I, I've learned through my time with him that his experience of what pride means as a queer black man is very, very different from mine. Um, so I'm kind of curious to know, as all these things intersect in your life, uh, what does pride mean to you, LZ? You know, that is a fantastic question because I believe for me and for many people in our community, pride means different things to you depending upon the point you are in your life. Mm. You know, obviously for many of us at the very beginning of coming out and trying to get a handle on who we authentically are versus who we're told we should be, pride is like this this heaven of acceptance and self-reflection and an opportunity to obviously, you know, meet like-minded individuals. As the great George Michael once said, I do believe we're practicing the same religion. Mm. So it's like... <laughs> It's a nice opportunity to, to meet with the other members of our church, if you will. Yeah. Um, but as you get older, pride changes. Um, the importance of it changes. Uh, your participation level, it changes. And so at this particular stage in my life, and I'm 49 now, um, pride for me is my time to recharge my batteries so I can go back out into the fight. Wow. You know, as you... Um, alluded to earlier, I've, I've been operating in this space as a journalist for a long time. And there is a you know, tendency, you know, for me, but I'm sure others as well, who are in the social justice fight, whatever that social justice fight happens to be, to have it consume your entire being, your entire presence, and you don't really allow yourself the bandwidth to explore other aspects of your, your humanity. So for me, Pride is the time of the year in which I bring my whole humanity into the recharge session. And then when the celebration of Pride is officially over during the month of June, July, I'm like this, like fully aware, rested, hungry, focused warrior. And I just want to get back to work. So that's what Pride means to me today. But if you ask me next year, when I turn 50, yeah. yeah, it could change. It could be like, oh, hell, did I make it? <laughs> Coming up, we continue our conversation with LZ Granderson and ask parent to parent, what's his advice when your child comes out? Coming up next. 
Welcome back to The Morning Beat. We're joined again by award-winning journalist LZ Granderson, uh, who just announced a new podcast, just came out a couple weeks ago that we were talking about, uh, but but he also has so much more going on. And I think the biggest accomplishment is you are a parent. I yearn to be a mother. We're working on it right now. Um, but we talk a lot about how our LG... You and AJ? Yes. Well, that's yeah, complicated. I, I don't want to brag, but a lesbian <laughs> and a gay guy are getting together. To have a, I'm just kidding. I'm never just kidding. happening. Never, never. No, me and my partner. <laughs> never. I was like... I was like, I know I saw that movie with Madonna. I know I saw that. Right, right? Uh, you know, coming out is a very difficult process for so many, and sometimes it's very difficult for the parent hearing it for the first time. Now that you're a parent and you're also a gay man, what advice mm-hmm. do you have for parents who maybe are struggling with their children coming out? Um, to look at their child with the same eyes they looked at them the day they were born. Ooh. The first day they walked. The first day they spoke. What were those feelings? Where were those thoughts? Because coming out doesn't change any of that. Mm-hmm. It doesn't. Now, you might be told some things. Um, certainly, you are uh, witnessing some things, especially legis- legislatively across this country. Um, but the reality is, is that there, there have always been groups that have fought to limit the rights and freedoms of people that were not like them. And unfortunately, I believe there will always be groups like that. And so whether your child might be discriminated against for their sexual orientation, their gender identity, their religion, their gender period, whatever it is, they're going to have battles and they're going to need you in their corner, regardless of what that battle is. So don't be so focused in on the obstacles because we all will have obstacles to varying degrees, how they impact our lives. Also, has a lot to do with the varying degrees in which you as a parent is there to love that child through those obstacles. You as a parent to protect that child through those obstacles if necessary. And of course, for those parents who are uh, blessed to have children who are transgendered, those children need you to help fight those battles for them. Mm -hmm. So whatever the feelings were when that child was born, nothing's changed. Nothing. You know, Elsie, I, I'll be honest, I understand why you're award-winning and why you're still around after all these years, because I think that might be probably the best answer I've actually heard to that question in my yeah, lifetime. Yeah, absolutely. I don't, listen, I don't, know if, I don't know if you're quite old enough uh, to be my mentor, because uh, I'm also in my 40s, uh, <laughs> but I'm always looking for new friends, and, and if you and I happen to become friends because of this conversation, then I would be honored. Uh, but either way... Best of le- luck with That's this very podcast. Sweet, AJ. Very uh, sweet. I, I just think you're incredible. I have for so many years. Life Out Loud, uh, available wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, go check it out because you're just you're spectacular. And yes. thank you for your time. Thank you so much, LZ. And lo- love to your beautiful babies. Thank you. Thank you guys very much. And Mikhail, I'm a little disappointed you didn't sing for me. Oh, uh, he just... knows. Oh, here Wait, you go. What you, just op- you just opened a can of worms. <gasps> oh, she LZ. Thinks she, she thinks she's famous again. Here oh, goes. You do you want me to babysit? Is this your way of asking me to babysit? Because I will, I will. I'll come sing them lullabies. I mean, I'm just, I'm just saying. You know, God bless you with this beautiful voice. It seems kind of selfish to keep it to yourself. Listen, <laughs> listen. I will tell you this though. She's actually performing at Denver Pride, her first like real, real live performance since the pandemic. Oh, and my, my, yeah, yeah, my fiance and I immediately before her flight and hotel was booked, we booked ours. We're going to watch. I know. I, but I'm also putting out my grandma died last year, and so I made an album in honor of her. The album's name is Vivian, which is her name, which is coming out later this year as well. It's my first album I've ever put out, so I'm excited. Oh, that is so fantastic.
Princess. Now, is, is that song, You're Ugly When You're Drunk, on this album, too, or no? <laughs> oh, my God, how did you know that? You're like an OG. <laughs> okay, while well, I... Okay, do you know that was a real song, and I really... T- I was like, I'm going to be a country artist after this show. Yes. And they're like, you're Italian and Jewish. You need to go home. And I'm, I was like, okay, I'm bye. Gonna, I'm just going to say this right now. I'm just going to recap this conversation. I geek out over LZ. LZ geeks out over Michaela. I'm chopped liver. Ain't nobody looking over my way right now. And Justin. I'm just geeking out for the kids. I'm like, oh, yeah. Well, I do want to tell our listeners that you have a new episode out this week uh, where you've got Dr. Anthony Fauci and Dr. Rachel Levine on your program, on your podcast. Uh, so definitely go download Life Out Loud with LZ Granderson right now. Congrats. Keep soaring. Keep changing the world. LZ, meet me in the DMs. I'll be DMing you immediately. <laughs> Excellent. That's where all the best pictures are located anyway. Yeah. welcome back to the show it's time for another round of what's popping but before we get there i do want to tell you about something really cool we're doing here for pride month although pride is 365 here at channel q this month in particular we've partnered with ralph's and food for less uh to go ahead and help out the los angeles lgbt center to help fill the fridge for homeless lgbt youth and seniors in need now here's how you can help Simply grab your phone. We know you have it on you already. Uh, Text the word FRIDGE to 20357 to donate to the Pride Pantry. Donations are going to be doubled this month by Ralph's and Food for Less. Uh, There are thousands of elderly LGBT seniors who just don't have enough food each month. This pandemic has been especially hard on them, uh, so you can help make a difference. $25 will feed an individual for an entire week, a whole week of groceries. That's incredible. Because they're going to double that number. Uh, So text fridge to 20357 right now double your donation and help out our brothers and sisters in need now somebody else who needs some help right now lord yeah yeah jeff Lowe. he was on our show last year but uh he's back in the news again what's popping he is back in the news and let me just say we got him on that show because it dressed up like a cat and a purred sent him a text turned out it worked but now he is in a lot of trouble He reportedly skipped a court date in Vegas, and because of that, because he missed the hearing in connection to a 2017 case where he was hit with four charges, three of which were having wild animals without the proper license or permit, um, he's in a lot of trouble. And I'll tell you what, he's now his uh, a judge on Wednesday issued four bench warrants, one for each count for Lowe's arrest. But do you guys remember when it was when the movie the movie came out on his social media? All of a sudden, people in Vegas were blowing it up, saying, oh, my God, he used to bring little baby cubs into the clubs. He would invite us up to his bedroom, him and his wife, to see these baby cubs. Like, he was doing a lot of crazy stuff. My bigger permit, or question about permits, actually, he did not have a permit for his wild cats, right? That's the issue here? Right. Yeah, do we actually, Justin, can you check the records? Do we have uh, paperwork for Michaela? She's wild <laughs> AF. I just want to make sure that we're we're good to go. Listen, you're my handler. I'm going to put you in a cage. Yeah, I would like it. You would. I don't think we actually have no. paperwork for her. No paperwork. Yeah. Get out. Get Oh, Get out. bad boy. You're stuck with me forever, buddy. I don't know what you think this is. <laughs> Can we be considered charged for animal abuse with, you know, all the stuff that's running down her side? Oh, Possibly. my God. You guys. Okay, here we go. If you did not hear our first hour, I decided to dye my hair black yesterday by myself. It turns out I got more hair dye on my face than I did in my hair. And no, I no, no, like- no, no, no. 
face, shoulders, stomach, <laughs> fingertips. I Don't you so, wear gloves? They've been calling me Rudy Giuliani all morning from when his hair dye sweated down his face. You're the ugliest pretty girl I know. You look ridiculous right now. <laughs> I do. I know. I know. You should see the rest of my body. Oh. It's so sad. I have to film today, too. Maybe I'll just make it part of the gag. But you're filming today? Yeah, I'm doing this new TikTok series, and it's going to be amazing. It's going to blow up. You know about it already. But I was going to film it today. Your timing is impeccable. It's... I hate myself. Coming you love up. yourself. I love myself. Okay, but coming up, a real star. Zara Larson is joining us, talking about the importance of pride. We even have an exclusive performance from Zara Larson coming up next hour. We've got a great hour coming up for you here on The Morning Beat. I've got Zara Larson, one of our favorite pop stars, yes. calling in from Stockholm, Sweden. Uh, that's where that's where Stockholm is, right? Yeah, yeah. Good. Just make sure. Don't look over here. <laughs> you have no idea. <laughs> I just heard that word for the first time in my life just now. Ever. Uh, we love her. We adore her. She's one of our pride icons of 2021, and she's calling in uh, to talk about some new music that she's actually going to be uh, sharing with us here on Channel Q uh, in the Morning Beat here in just a little bit as well. And she's also going to share with us her personal feelings on pride and what it means to her. We adore her. Her music is fire. Uh, so stick around for that coming up in about 12 minutes from right. Right now, absolutely. Uh, currently, though, it is time for news on the beat. Some scary news uh, regarding gun violence. Uh, apparently, numbers are spiking across the nation. What are we going to do about it, Michaela? Take it away. Well, it's awful. Police chiefs in cities across the nation are confronting a surge in gun violence and murder even before the usual spike of crime seen in the summer. After major cities saw a 33% increase in homicides in 2020, law enforcement officials and experts say they're alarmed by the numbers seen so far this year. Now, they attribute the rise in gun violence to a number of factors, among them the economic collapse, depolicing in major cities after last year's protests and shifts in law enforcement resources to downtown areas because of those protests. Separately, the American Academy of Neurology said law enforcement's use of neck restraints such as chokeholds and strangleholds should be prohibited, something some localities did last year. I'll tell you what, though, you have to think about this as well. People were, and there's no excuse at all that I'm making, but people were stuck in their homes for a year. Uh, Some of them by themselves, without jobs, without anything. And going back into the world, they've had a lot of time to have pent up aggression and, and anger and not know how to deal with themselves. And I think a lot of this has to do with mental health issues as well. Mm, absolutely. I, I just, it breaks my heart. It feels like we've just gotten through sort of the worst of one thing. And then another part of our, our culture sort of has reared its ugly head. And we just got to do better. Yeah, we Scary. do. I mean, I said this yesterday, but there were seven mass shootings this weekend. Yeah. Uh, this weekend. Uh, and nobody's talking about no. it because there's more uh, other things that people feel like they need to talk mm-hmm. about. It's so sad. Uh, all right. Well, in other news, Senate Republicans have stopped a bill to fight discrimination in the workplace from coming to a vote, increasing calls to end the filibuster so that the Republican minority can't block all progressive legislation. The Paycheck Fairness Act failed to get past the filibuster in a 49-50 vote this past Tuesday in the Senate after it passed the House this past April. The bill would make it easier for employees who have been the victims of pay discrimination to sue their employers, enhance penalties for pay discrimination, and increase protections against retaliation from employers. Now, current federal legislation that bans pay discrimination, Democrats argued, has not been good enough to solve the gender pay gap. They say that 40% of the estimated 18% pay gap between women and men cannot be explained by factors like education and union membership. 
The bill would have enhanced the Equal Pay Act of 1963, which bans pay discrimination on the basis of sex. Now, research has shown that LGBTQ people face pay discrimination in the workplace, with gay men in one study found to make between 10 to 32% less than straight men. Another study found that transgender women lose about one-third of their income after transitioning, about twice as much as the estimated pay gap between men and women. Mm. That's really interesting about uh, the difference between heterosexual men and gay men, though. I actually didn't know that. Well, it's interesting because we live in a city where I, I don't know that that number is accurate. Because okay, I know out right. here in Hollywood, we work in this industry, and gay men run Make this town. the money, yeah. Of course. And, 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 there's, and we also have a lot more expendable income because we have less families and less other... Less overhead costs, if you will, right? Uh, but nationwide, that can make some sense. Yeah. You know, um, there's a lot of discrimination in a lot of parts of the country. While we might be respected and revered here, it's not the case everywhere. Absolutely. Absolutely. I don't know where I'm respected or revered, but maybe somewhere. Yeah. Well, I respect you. Someday. I don't know what revere means, but if you, it's a good thing I do. Paul's last name. What does revere mean? Do I revere you? It means kind of the same thing. It's like you, I, I look at you with like sort of like reverence. Well, Again, another, I don't know what that means. another version of the same word, isn't it? I just realized Somebody that. tell me what Revere is so I know if I love it Like, I not. respect you, I honor you, I look at you, I look up to you. Oh, my God. I hold you in high regard. I, I love you, Paul Revere. I uh. revere you. I revere you. So today she learned where Stockholm was and also what the word revere means. I revere you. All right. Well, listen, I, it's also what I've learned. Summer is here and it's very queer and it's being brought to you by McDonald's. It's going to be a high of 81 in Atlanta, 86 in Baltimore, 82 in Cleveland, 99 in Indio and a high of 63 in San Francisco. Now at McDonald's, get a small summer treat like the new Minute Maid strawberry watermelon slushie or McCafe fraps and smoothies for just two Dollars, It's so refreshing. And also, way to go, McDonald's. Thanks for loving us this pride. That's right. You know, every time I hear you give the weather in Baltimore, I think of Hairspray and Good Morning Baltimore. And I remember uh, the time we had John Waters on our show last yes. year. And what sort of icon he is. Yeah, that was great. Also, that's my favorite musical of all time. Is it? Yeah, top five. Okay. Uh, why don't you give us a vibe? Life changes very quickly in a very positive way if you let it. Oh, that's Get a good one. out of your own way. I'm looking at you, Michaela. Is it because you revere me? I don't know what that means. Well, you wouldn't look up to me because I'm only 5'2", but do you look up to me? Nope. Okay. But this song is iconic, just <laughs> like you. Come on! Welcome back to The Morning Beat. We're super excited to welcome back our next guest. She's a dear friend of Channel Q. Her song, Symphony, was sort of our soundtrack for a really long time. Her latest album, Poster Girl, is killing it. Wow is in heavy rotation here on Channel Q. So please welcome from Stockholm, Zara Larson. Uh, Thank you for joining us. Of course. It's so good to see you guys. Zara, the last last... time we were... Yeah. Oh, just a little side note, because AJ will already know this. After we saw your video that you did all that hot choreography just in that room by yourself, mm-hmm. I called my friends and I was like, I'm starting dance classes next week so you can teach me how to dance. And I did. I know like three hard accounts that I take to the gay clubs, honey. I'll be ready. Wow. The it's, they're not you cool, actually did it. Amazing. Yeah, you inspired me. I would love to. Can I see some moves? <laughs> oh my God, no. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, I don't want to do okay. this right now, Zara. Come on. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Zara, you I'm going to tell you, every morning at 6 a.m. in studio, she does that exact same routine. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. It never gets any better. Else. It's a no. shame the listeners can't see that. I just have to say. 
We're recording. Because that was no. terrific. But Zara, last time we checked in on you, it was pretty early in the pandemic, uh, and you're in Stockholm then, living with your sister. She popped in for a mm-hmm. moment in the background. Uh, <laughs> how's that going? And, and are you are you out again yet? Are you getting ready to go on the road again? What's happening? Oh, I'm so ready. I love my hometown. I love Stockholm, but I I just spoke to my manager about this. I've been traveling and I've been going places back and forth since I was like, I think I started at 15, 16, and that's been my life for the past, you know, few years. And then Corona hit and I was just like everybody else stuck at home. Um, so I'm just not used to being in one place. I, I just, I don't want to leave Stockholm, but I'm really excited to go. Like, I just want to go somewhere, yeah. like take anywhere. And I will be really, really happy and excited. Well, I think that we're most excited about the world opening up is that, you know, for us, it's 365 days of pride, but people are really excited because pride means so much to us. That's where we fall in love and get to connect with some of our favorite artists like you. What does pride Mm. mean to you? I've always loved going to pride. I always go to the um, parade in Stockholm whenever I'm home. And like you say, it's just an amazing time to celebrate love and to celebrate, um, you know, being yourself and being able to express that. And I am so lucky that I work in a creative field because I feel like most people who are either, you know, in a marginalized community or in some way like oppressed or all, all over the world they always find this like creative spot to express their emotions and their true selves and I've had so many amazing people in the LGBTQ family around me since I started doing music and I'm so lucky to be able to work with so many talented people and have them as friends you know so just going there with like that group of friends and just seeing everybody live out their their lives like we're just having fun you know and uh, I'm super happy that I I get to be a, a small part of that oh I know you're a big part of that now 2020 mm-hmm. was difficult for a lot of reasons for many different people um but in 2021 why is it so important uh to to support the LGBTQ plus community oh wow in in 2021 um I think just like like any year, I think it's always really important to support people for who they are. I mean, to me, because I've been growing up in a family who are very open and uh, accepting as everybody should be, it's like that has always been the way for me. And it's kind of weird to think that that's not how it is for a lot of people. Um, But, you know, a lot of people are being hit, not just socially but economically and I think a lot of people are also kind of stuck in their homes I mean I'm saying you know boohoo I have been able to travel that's like a nice problem to have you know a lot of people are very isolated and when you are stuck in your home by yourself we're we're people we're humans we need that connection and I think especially this year and last year we need that human contact and connection we need people we need understanding we need just a little bit more love so I Mm. think it's really important to just you know reach out to your friends and let them know that you know you're always there for them because it can feel really really lonely and especially if you're already in a situation where you might be 
isolated, like from your family or from your community, whatever it might be. I think we just need a little extra love. Mm. I yes. think that answers so much, uh, Zara Larson. We appreciate you. You've been such an incredible ally, and that was really great um, advice to give when supporting the community. One thing that's important too is in 2021, not tolerating anti-LGBTQ jokes um, or statements. One hundred percent. Why is that so important? I think people, you know, they say weird stuff about whatever, and then they say, "Oh, but it was," you know. Oh, it was a joke. It was a joke. And it's like, no, you said that because, uh, you know, like, why, why did you? S- no, like that won't fly. And I think the more we quote unquote joke about stuff that aren't really funny, I think you can just kind of like get away with normalizing hate and normalizing um, being I think rude is like not the word I'm looking for, but you know, just normalizing. Hey, that's not, it's just not funny. Uh, whatever it might be, homophobic joke, sexist joke, um, like a transphobic joke, whatever it might be. I think the best thing in that situation is just to like make them look dumb <laughs> by acting dumb yeah. and say like, I don't understand. Like, what do you mean? Can you explain? Like, sorry, I don't get the joke. I really want to get it. Can you just explain what you mean? And then you just watch them like, you know, completely make a fool out of themselves because like, where's the joke? That's cold. That's cold. I I like it it a lot. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) We'll have more with Zara Larson, but first here's her exclusive performance of Look What You've Done. Cause now that you're gone, I'm number one. Boy, I just thank you for who I become. Welcome back to The Morning Beat. We're joined again by pop star and one of our favorite guests, Zara Larson. Uh, now, Zara, you know, you know, in Stockholm, it might be a little different as it is here in parts of Los Angeles uh, for those coming out. But for any of your listeners, your supporters, uh, your fans who may uh, be in the process of trying to come out as, you know, lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender, non-binary, whatever the case may be, what sort of advice would you have uh, for those individuals? Oh, wow. I Honestly. I don't know if that's my question to answer because I haven't really been in that situation, but I can say that you just know that there is so many people out here who are just waiting for you and they are going to welcome you with open arms. Even if it's not like your own family, there is a whole new family out there just waiting to embrace you for who you are. And that I know that's true. I think it's so important that you answer these questions, even just as an ally, because I think that by you using your voice, look, you don't have to know the struggle of coming out without mm-hmm. having people in your life and you've watched them struggle. You know how it is. Yeah. You know how it feels yeah. not to be accepted. And when you use your platform, we're so thankful because you have such a large platform and as an, an ally, that's great. But why is it important to also have queer representation on the radio and other media as well? I think, you know, you want to see yourself and not, you know, I think I, again, have been very 
you know, lucky growing up because I see myself a lot in media, in TV shows, in music. Like, I'm quite um, privileged in that way. Like, I am white. I am hetero. Like, I'm cis. And for people, I think you forget very easily that for a lot of people, they don't see themselves. And then you might think, do I even exist? Like, is my, you know, am I am I valid? Or like, are my feelings really like, hello, where am I? If you don't see yourself, how are you gonna, you know, it's like Kamala Harris being the vice president. Imagine how many young girls of color are gonna grow up and see her in that position and think that could be me. You know, I think representation is matter because you, you want to see yourself in, uh, in every position. Absolutely. You know, I think here in the United States, it's interesting because since we've had marriage equality, since it's become become legal here, um, Mm. some people feel like, well, you guys got everything. The games, (laughs) you got it all. So just stop competing. Um, But celebrating pride wasn't just about a march towards marriage equality. There are so many other things. Workplace discrimination, uh, hate crimes, just discrimination Mm. in general. Um, So why, what would you say to people who think you might be saying, okay, it's time to let pride go. We don't need it anymore. You got the marriage. People thing. say that for everything. Yeah. I promise you, like, people back in like ancient Egypt were probably like, we're good. Like, why are you complaining? <laughs> you know, I think yeah. in every single era, you're going to have people who are like, well, I had it worse in my days, or like, well, at least it's bad. But there's always room for improvement. And that's the thing with with every I think for a lot of things in society um people say you know no we're good like women could vote or like gay people could get married but like you're saying there's a lot more under that that it's it's not equal and uh that's why I still feel like we do need pride still and even if it was completely equal like let's play with the thought it's completely equal for everybody let's still have pride just to remember all the things that uh, a lot of people before us had to gone through and what they did and the fact that we're here now. So it's both a celebration, but also a reminder that there's a long way to go, but also we have come a long way, but there's still more work to do. Mm. Zara, you have traveled the world. You've met so many fans. You have uh, such a great LGBTQ following do you have a particular story or uh, meeting somebody within our community that really personally affected or touched your heart? Oh, wow. I feel like I have so many. Um, I think that's why I do music because a lot of the times I meet people and they're like, you know, oh, I met my girlfriend at your concert and now we're married. And I'm like, that's crazy. Uh. You know, like... Um, I got to be a part of someone's life, like a big part of someone's life. And I might not never like personally met them before this moment. But the fact that I am, I don't know, like made two, made, made two people meet each other. Or um, when people say like, oh, I really enjoy watching you just sing and dance. It makes me confident. It makes me confident in being myself. Um or it made me confident in coming out or listening, like whatever it might be. I just think it's it's incredible that I like 
I was a part of their like journey. Just even yeah. if it's a small part, it's that's literally why I do music. Well, I'm kind of curious to flip that question a bit. How has the LGBTQ plus community influenced you as an artist? You know, the way that you compose music or the way that you perform, the way that you costume, mm -hmm. hair, makeup, all of it. A uh, lot. How have you been influenced? Yeah? A lot. Absolutely. Like I said in the beginning, I have, I've, you know, in my life now, like I work not only as friends, but like professionally with so many people in the LGBTQ community. And um, also my biggest inspiration for like my whole performance is like I love drag queens I just love the the show I love the glitter I love the glamour mm. I love the like it's like a show you know they're giving they're telling a story they are um they are not here to make you fall asleep you know what I mean <laughs> yeah. like it's it's just that whole like show that I'm just in awe of and I love the people you know, it, it takes for a lot of people, it takes a lot of bravery because it's it's not always easy to just be yourself in this world. And that really is very ins ins inspiring. Is that a word? Yeah, inspirational. Yeah, inspiring. It's very inspiring. Yeah. It's very inspiring. It's both. <laughs> um, to just go out. It doesn't even have to be on stage. Like every day could be a stage. Just walking out of your door and like living life to the fullest and being your true self inspirational Dora, we love having you here now please i um, love how you're doing a live performance so please interest into your performance hi i'm zara larson and this is my performance on channel q and here's wow enjoy Wow. The song is wow and okay. wow. First of all, she's incredible. The song is amazing. Talk about a live performance. I, I but, would never have heard that song that way in my brain until just now. But also her vocals. Uh, so many pop stars, I feel like, still use auto-tune. That mm -hmm. voice is fire. She's just amazing. I it's love a of, her. A bit of an anthem. It feels like yeah. a summer sort of like anthem, like the world's reopening. Uh, thank you, Zara Larson. What a, what a, what a pop star i love her i love her every time she's on the show i hope she comes back i uh, hope she doesn't get too famous for us hi did you but listen somebody who is very 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 famous already who? and joining us at the same time as we continue our celebrations and pride here on channel q next week uh, what day of the week next week Thur thursday thursday at 9 20 a.m pacific uh and at 12 20 eastern time lil nas x come I mean, on come on is that incredible does we it get, love it does it get any better i don't think it does. does it get any gayer call me by your name now go call me by your name Michaela, I just told you to call me by your name. Michaela. There you go. Michaela. <laughs> Little Nas X and Michaela. Who's a big girl? <laughs> Michaela. <laughs> tell me something good. All right, we've got something to, something good to tell you. Uh, what? This first one uh, starts off kind of scary. Okay. Uh, but has a has a great outcome. I promise you. So hang in there, okay? First time father, uh, Joe Cronister. Uh, he lives, I believe, in, yeah, Arkansas, Pottsville, Arkansas. He has a newborn son who was kind of gassy. He's named Grady. He was giving him anti-gas drops, and this three-week-old baby, 
Like, this is very, very, very newborn. Three weeks old. You can't even bring a puppy home till they're nine weeks no. old. No. Just to sort of paint the picture for any pet owners out there who might not have children. Um, and this three-week-old child started choking. Terrifying. Worst thing I could think of. Being a parent and your Awful. kid's choking. Can't do anything Awful. about it. Emergency services were contacted uh, because Grady started to turn purple. <gasps> yeah. Terrifying. Oh, my God. I think I would just wig out. Well, there was a brand new police officer, 23 years old, young, young man by the name of Cody Hubbard, who showed up. He said, a normal day went to a chaotic day in a matter of seconds. Uh, when a family is depending on you like that, you know that the pressure is on. Mm-hmm. Let's let him uh, talk about the rescue we were trying everything, and it seemed like he, he knew, he knew exactly what to do. And when a family is depending on you like that, you know the pressure hits. Yeah, the pressure hits. It I sure can't even does. imagine. Three weeks old, this baby was purple. Oh my god, that's so scary. Well, uh, after a few firm hits, the officer could hear air fill the baby's lungs. Everyone's panic turned into relief. Uh, listen to the father talk about uh, this. We don't have the audio right now. Well, the father then goes on and says, listen, uh, this man, he started crying. He's like, I started bawling. Um, and this man, this 23-year-old, literally just saved my family. Yeah, incredible. I, I can't even remember. My mom still, I guess when I was young, uh, a babysitter of mine had either like, given me popcorn or maybe a piece of hot dog or something like that. And I choked for a bit. Oh, I bet with the popcorn. And my mom wasn't home. And she said, I still to this day, I'm, I'm, I chew very well. Yeah. And I chew popcorn and hot dogs. Oh, my God. Okay, well, listen, speaking of hot dogs, you guys know my obsession with Costco and especially the hot dogs, the burgers, the pizza, everything. But because of this wholesome tweet, we uh, have somebody who now has their dream job. His name is Jeff, and he got laid off, and he really, really wanted to work at Costco. So his daughter, Rebecca Mix, who's a writer based in Detroit, put out a sweet tweet and said, my dad has been laid off due to COVID. And now that he's vaccinated, he's itching to go back to work. So I told him I'd help him with his resume. I asked where he wants to work. And he said, Costco seems like a nice place. He's informed he'd he's informed he'd also like to work for UPS or FedEx because he doesn't want to sit all day. If you're in Metro Detroit, let us know. Well, it turns out Costco got back to him immediately. And they gave him a job. It says, hi, um, our CEO was made aware of your tweet regarding your dad wanting to work for Costco, and it's made its way to my desk through various channels. I don't use Twitter, so that is why I'm reaching out via Facebook. What is your dad's name? Has he filled out an application on our website? That would be the first necessary step, to which he did, to which he has his dream job. It's precious. Uh, I love that. I love it, too. How about this? Devarius Peters, so proud. About to graduate uh, from high school uh, down in Louisiana uh, a couple weeks ago. And before he goes to walk out there to receive his diploma, this young man is told that he can't walk out there because he is violating the school's dress code because he's wearing the wrong shoes. Oh, This woman stops him. Apparently, you're not allowed to wear tennis shoes to graduate and get a diploma, which makes no sense to me. At all. So he runs out in a panic looking for help, trying to figure this out. Well, John Butler is a teacher from that school. Um, not even his teacher. He was there with uh, one of his own students who were graduating. And he heard him. And, and this this strong black man with a beautiful white beard helped this other young, strong black man go get his diploma. I know. It's he so gave sweet. him his shoes off his feet, even though they were two sizes too big. This young man, Devarius, had to slide across the stage like he they was They did slippers, laugh together, though. It was so sweet. But they so had a good sweet. laugh about it. But like... 
thank God he was there. Yeah, you what never, is that? You know, can't wear tennis shoes to graduate. That's crazy to Listen, me. if you've got the grades to get a diploma, you can wear whatever you want in absolutely. my book. Absolutely, absolutely. Pretty cool stuff, though. Well, listen, that's a great way to end the show. And then guess what? Tomorrow's Friday. Yay! It's the weekend. Uh, we are celebrating our second week of Pride. Um, as always, thank you to our guest, Sarah Larson. Uh, and we will have a great show for you as we head into the weekend. You're saying tomorrow is Friday? Friday. Then it's, it's Saturday, Saturday, Sunday. Sunday. What? Wow. God, I Got see it. what yeah. you did there. Mm-hmm. Okay. Have a great rest Bye. of your day. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.